0: Hey guys, and welcome to the Money Podcast. You know, my parents are gone now, but about 10 years before my dad died, when I was there for a visit, he introduced me to his death book. <laughs> That's what he called it. It was a three-ring binder with info on everything in it. Where his will was, where his bank accounts were, safe deposit box, everything. He even had a handwritten death announcement to send to the local paper. Now, while death book is a horrible title, it's a great idea. It's really helpful for adult kids to understand what's happening with their parents' money but here's the problem you know you need to talk to them about their finances as they get older but you're not sure where to begin or how to approach the conversation with compassion and this week that's the topic we're going to tackle it's authority one i'm stacy johnson as usual my co-host will be financial journalist miranda markwood hey miranda hey stacy listening in and sometimes contributing is our producer and novice investor aaron freeman hey aaron I have not had the talk with my parents yet. (laughs) Well, after today, you're going to know how. Uh, We've also, because, because we've got a special guest today, award-winning journalist Cameron Huddleston. Uh, Cameron is the author of Mom and Dad, We Need to Talk. (laughs) Have essential conversations with your parents about their finances. Welcome to the show, Cameron.
1: Thanks so much for having me.
0: Let's get the ball rolling, but first, a very quick disclaimer. Should we discuss specific investments in this show, do not take them as recommendations. Why? Because they're not recommendations, because we don't know you. Before you invest in anything, you got to do your own research. you got to make your own decisions. Okay, let's get back to the topic at hand. Cameron, tell us a little bit about who you are and how you became an, an expert on this topic.
1: Sure. So I have been a personal finance journalist for more than 20 years. And when I was 35 years old, my mom was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. She was 65. She was living on her own because my parents had gotten divorced and actually my father had already passed away. Um, He died of a heart attack without a will in a second marriage even though he was an attorney and should have known better and so i was the one who had to step up and help care for my mom and manage her finances That's and tough. it it certainly was tough and the thing is i'm embarrassed to admit this even though i was and still am a personal finance journalist i had not had detailed conversations with my mom about her finances before she started experiencing memory loss. I just didn't realize there was a need for the conversation. And so as I had to get involved, I had to scramble to make sure she had all the appropriate legal documents that would give me the power to make financial and healthcare decisions for her. And I had to play detective to figure out the details of her finances. And so I didn't want other people to end up in this situation. I wanted people to realize they need to have these conversations with their parents sooner rather than later. They can't wait till there is an emergency. And, you know, you certainly can't wait until your parents are gone because <laughs> that makes it even harder. But um, that's for sure. So that's why yeah. that's why I wrote the book, Help People Have These Conversations.
2: I got to imagine a lot of people have this trouble talking with their parents, right?
1: Certainly. It's not easy. In fact, um, Rates did a survey a few years ago and found that 73% of adults have not
3: had these conversations with their parents. So you've done this
0: Miranda, right?
3: Yeah. Yeah, I have. So, uh, actually, actually after Cameron's book came out, so uh, if if we're being honest, it was after Cameron's book (laughs) came out and, uh, I was just like, Oh yeah, I should probably do that. And, and I did, I sat down with my parents and they were ready. So the nice thing is, is my parents, um, My parents are just getting into their mid-60s, and they have they were open to having that talk. They were open to having this idea of figuring it out. So it was nice. Uh, from that standpoint, I didn't have to try and overcome any barriers. I just said, Hey, you know, um, I actually brought the book <laughs> and I was like, Hey, you know, my friend wrote oh, this book. <laughs> I was like, my friend wrote this book and maybe we should talk about some stuff. And they were like, Oh, you know, that's a really good idea. We need to figure out power of attorney. We need to figure out where everything is. And at the time, um, you know, my, my grandfather had gone through these years of, Decline, and right now he is currently in memory care at a local uh, at a local um, facility, and you know we go visit him, whatever. But like, um, you know, my mom was just grappling with all of that and trying to figure out all of that stuff. So she was, my parents were really, really ready to be like, yes, let's sit down and talk about this. Let's talk about our options. Let's figure out what we need to do and make sure, you know, everything's taken care of. My, uh, my brother, one of my brothers is a lawyer. And so we, we started working on this as a family to figure out how to take care of things and how things would look as my parents, started, um, started, we hate to say their own decline, but that's kind of where we're at.
2: Yeah. Are, are we always guessing? Are we always, are we always waiting for our parents to have the talk with us? Cause yeah. so our parents.
1: I think, I think do so. That, are they, are they going to yeah, do why, that? Why
2: don't, why don't the parents do that? I mean, why aren't they thinking like, Oh my God, I got to talk to my kids soon. I mean,
1: because is that because, because they think money is a taboo topic that the older generations in particular are very Reluctant. Like my dad always said, don't talk about money. It's impolite. I don't think my mom had a real issue with it. And it wasn't difficult for me to have those conversations with her when I did. But... I love Miranda's story because it does show that there are a lot of adults who are parents who are willing to have this conversation. And Stacy, your dad's death book is awesome. I, I love it. I, I absolutely love it. And there are other parents out there who do keep spreadsheets and information that they share with their children. And so, not all parents are going to balk at this conversation, but some will. You know will. what, guys? I
0: have to tell you something. If you guys want to practice. Because I'm literally the age of your parents. So you could actually try to bring this up with me. But, and I want to tell you guys something, too. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know how old you are, Cameron, but it looks like you're 30-something.
1: I am not. I will be 49 in April. No way. Yes, way. You're
0: well-preserved. Thank in, you. Anyway, <laughs> in, in case you guys didn't already know this, let me tell you something. And whoever, whoever's listening, if you're, I don't care how old you are, listen to this, because it's true. Not, maybe not universally, but almost always. <laughs> you think that when you become an adult... I mean, like, okay, when, when you're young, your parents know everything. When you're a teenager, your parents don't know squat. And then when you become about <laughs> so when you become about 30 or 40, you're like, oh, well, now I'm an adult. Now we're just people who know each other. You know, we're friends. But let me tell you something. Your parents are always going to want to, we're always going to give you advice. I mean, I, I was a CPA, investment advisor for 15 years. My dad's giving me financial advice when I'm 55 years old. I mean, you know, it's just this is what parents do, and so you know when Aaron said, um, you know, why why don't they come to you? Your parents want to be your parents. They're never going to stop being your parents. They want to think that they're in charge and, and you need them. You know, not the other way around. It's uncomfortable for them. I would imagine. Would you agree with that, Cameron?
1: I would, and you know what? That's a. I'm so glad you brought that up because that's a great way to start the conversation with your parents to keep it natural and to prevent it from being awkward. Ask your parents for advice. about your finances. Hey, mom and dad, I just got married. Does that mean I need to have a will now? Do I need to have life insurance? Their response is going to give you a clue about what sort of planning they've done and then keep asking more questions to get more information. Then those roles aren't reversed and it's not so awkward.
0: Mm -hmm. Well,
2: uh, if your parents never even had that conversation with you in the first place, how do you know your parents' financial education?
1: Well, that's the point of asking that question, because you might discover that they have done no planning, but you're still going to them as the parent who wants to share advice, and maybe they don't have a lot of advice to share with you. And so then if they say, gee, I don't know, I I never bothered to get a will, and then you can say something like, oh, well, you know, I happened to read this article the other day about estate planning. And it says that all adults should have a will if they want to have a say in who gets their assets when they die. Because if you die without a will, the state essentially has one for you. So you throw something like that out saying, oh, by the way, I read this or I heard this. What do you think?
0: Yeah, you can immediately find out if they have a will, Aaron, just by saying, I, I'm, I just got a will. You've got one, right? Right, you can do that.
3: Right, or or you know
0: another thing too. Oh, go ahead, Miranda.
3: Oh, I was just going to say, or something like uh, I'm thinking of putting together a will. Can I see yours to see how it's done? (laughs) (laughs) And then then have them go, Oh my gosh!
0: (laughs) Now, see that that brings up a topic that I wanted to mention to Cameron too. That's funny. Is is that? I think another problem with all this is, I mean, it should be easy. These are your parents. Right. You love them. They love you. It's going to happen. We're all going to die. Blah, blah, blah. But nobody likes to talk about being dead. I don't no. want to know that my parents may become incompetent. And they certainly don't want to know that. You know, so this makes it a difficult topic. And I think another thing, too, and this doesn't apply to everyone. Uh, I grew up in a middle class home, but my parents were savers, you know, and we all want to know. And you can deny it, but we all want to know <laughs> I Wonder what I'm going to get, how much they have, you know, and, and, and this is I mean, come on. You can't deny it. You do. You wonder. It's, it, and, I and mean, you've got to be yeah. so you got to be careful <laughs> the way you approach them because they don't want you, you, they don't want to be looked at like they're a bag of money. You know, and so Uh, they may be very sensitive to you coming and saying, like, oh, by the way, how much do you got? You know, so you don't ask them that. Yeah,
1: you don't. The conversation is not supposed to be about what you're getting. You want to find out, do they actually have these documents? Do they have a will? And you you couch it that way. I want to know what your wishes are. You don't want to look like you're being greedy. So don't even ask, what am I getting? You don't even need to say, what does your will say? I just need to know, do you have a will? Have you named a power of attorney? Do you have a living will that spells out what sort of end of life medical treatment you do or do not want? Do you have these documents? Where are they? How can I find them when there is an emergency? Don't don't make it about what you're getting. You don't need to necessarily ask about dollars and cents. You know, you want to get a general idea. Do they have retirement savings? Do they have a source of income in retirement? You know, do they have... Uh, do they have a mortgage still? Do they have a way to pay for long-term care if they need care? But you don't need to say, I need to know the exact amount you have in your bank account. I need to know the exact amount you have in your retirement accounts. You don't necessarily have to have that. As you, If you find yourself having to get involved with your parents' finances because of Alzheimer's disease or some sort of cognitive decline, you will need that information eventually, but you need to at least get the basics
2: Well, the other worry is, mom, dad, are you okay? Because I don't have another bedroom.
3: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. You want to find out. I'm on mute. No, Stacy is.
0: (laughs) Oh. Oh, I was on mute. (laughs) And and you know what? I just said the most erudite thing I've ever said, and now I can't remember what it was. (laughs) So So anyway, where were we?
3: So,
1: anyways, (laughs) yeah, Aaron was saying, "Mom and dad, are you okay?" I don't have a bedroom for you. That's an important (laughs) conversation to have. You want to find out, do your parents have a plan to pay for long-term care? Because more than half of adults, 65 and older, will need long-term care at some point. And that is assistance with the activities of daily living, bathing, getting dressed, eating. And long-term care can be incredibly expensive. And that's why most people rely on family. But you don't want to be caught off guard when suddenly there's a health issue that forces your parents to rely on you for care because that means you might have to stop working. That I, might you know, mean su- your finances you are going to be in to jeopardy. Parents,
0: no. you, I would suggest you don't say to your parents, you, am I going to need to keep a bedroom for you? Because I guarantee my dad would have gone, I sure as hell kept one for you, you son
3: of a bitch, <laughs> 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 your whole life. <laughs> well, I think I think one of the interesting things, so when I was talking to my parents about this and we were working things out, uh, part of actually what helped my parents um, as, as well was was my dad's mother and her final um battle with cancer and illness... Uh, refused to leave her home. She wanted to be in hospice. She wanted she wanted hospice care to come to the home, and everybody had to take turns. And I even you know I even took a turn. All of those things, staying with her, making sure everything was taken care of, and then having home health care come in. And my parents, after all of that, they were like, "Yeah, we've got plans for long term care. Here's the facility here in town that we would like." And and we're really very you know uh, between that and my grandfather, and then also you know seeing like what it's like to have a care facility for for my mother's father and how convenient that can be in terms of making sure there's always somebody to care for them we can come visit and have a nice time visiting uh my mom said yeah you know it was it was nice because i can still maintain that good relationship with my grandfather uh, my father my grandfather (laughs) i can still maintain that good relationship because we're not all stressed out about the reversal of caregiver roles as well because you know um and, and so my parents made it very clear. Yeah, we they, they've they identified a facility in town that has like independent living arrangements, but then you can shift into memory care if needed later on down the road. And so they're like, yeah, we, we want this. This is what we want. We want um, those kinds of things. And all of this has actually prompted me as somebody who's just barely in my 40s to talk to my own son who is 19 about, well, here's where the things are located. If if an em- emergency happens to me, if something happens this is where you need to go to get all the information here's what you need to know um so so just having this initial talk and all of these experiences has made it so that we have this nice chain of of That's of people good. who know what's going on what they need to do and we're kind of breaking down what Cameron pointed out is a taboo around talking about money and money issues
0: that's good. And, you know, let's do this, you guys. Let's let's take a quick break. We're in the middle of our show. And then when we come back, Aaron has not yet approached his parents about money. And you you have a sibling, right, Aaron, or are you only child? You have a sibling. I have a
2: half-sister. She's four years older than me. Yeah.
0: Okay, so basically this is a conversation that's going to be left up to you. So what we're, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Cameron is going to call your parents and have the conversation. No, she's going to tell you how to, how to do it. We'll be right back, guys. Hang on. Okay, we're back. Okay, so... Aaron's one the only one on this on this podcast who has not talked to his parents about this. We've got an expert here, Cameron. What should Aaron do tomorrow?
1: Okay, so Aaron, actually, the first thing you're probably gonna want to do is talk to that half sister, if that half sister still has, you know, has a relationship with your parents. And the reason I say this is because if you don't include your sister, in these conversations, she might feel like you are going behind her back. She might feel like you are trying to get in good with your parents so that you get more money when they're gone. You don't want to create any sort of resentment. So you're going to talk to your sister and you're going to say, hey, I think it would be a good idea for us to talk to mom and dad to get a sense of where they stand financially, what they expect us to do as they age, what roles they expect us to play. And let's kind of have a conversation before we even talk to them to sort out what roles we're willing to play. Then if we can go to them as this unified force, It's going to make it easier for them because they're going to see that we're standing together and we want to be there to help support them. Because a lot of times parents are afraid in having these conversations that it's going to lead to arguments with their kids. So start by talking to your sister. Let her know that you want to have this conversation. If she doesn't want to be a part of it, that's okay. Don't force it. Just let her know. Then you're going to find a time to talk to mom and dad, and you can use a variety of ways to start the conversation Naturally, you can share a story about a friend. Hey, my friend Miranda, you know, recently had an opportunity <laughs> to talk to her parents about their finances or, you know, hey, my friend Stacy had this dad who created this death book. And it sounds really crazy, but it was so helpful th- to him because he knew- How come
0: you're talking to all these women about our finances? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just glad she didn't say, my friend Stacy's senile. <laughs> so you, you, you could go you know, down that road.
1: <laughs> you know, you use a story, you use a current event, you know, hey, we're, you know, it, you know, it seems like we're kind of getting out of this pandemic now, but you never know when there's going to be another variant that pops up. And I'm just kind of curious because if something were to happen- And, you know, God forbid you ended up in the hospital. How can I make sure that your bill still got paid? What would that look like? This can be a really easy way to start the conversation. I had a friend who did this and said, Mom, if something happened to you, how can I make sure the bills got paid? And the mom was like, I'm so glad you asked because I never even thought about it. And then she went home and made a list for her daughter. And that led to more conversations. Why, Why
0: not just tell them to listen to this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I think but I but, think what know, it, actually I, I don't think, know if you women have noticed this, but Aaron's looking really skeptical here.
2: He is. I'm just saying I, I can see that panning out for level-minded siblings. Um I got to imagine a lot of families that isn't the case. I got to you know what happens when one sibling talks to the parents and not the others or the parent talks to them and not the others. I mean that's got to, This has got to be difficult for two to three to four siblings. You
1: know, yeah. it, it and it certainly depends on what sort of family dynamics you have. I always encourage people, if you have a decent relationship with your siblings, to talk to them. If you have a sibling who, uh, you know, is really struggling with addiction issues or mental health issues and if talking to that sibling is only going to make problems worse then it's not necessarily a good idea to include that sibling but if you have got a decent relationship with siblings I do think it's a good idea to talk with them before you talk to your parents and like I said if they're not interested in having the conversation with mom and dad at least let them know you're going to have the conversation and you're you might have to take several approaches to get through to your parents, to get them comfortable with the idea of talking, you know, and maybe you don't want to necessarily ask them about their finances, but you can bring up the issue of scams. That's a great way to start ease your way into this conversation. Hey, Mm -hmm. did you hear there's this new scam going around where people are getting text messages supposedly from a peer-to-peer payment app saying that, you know, there's some issue with the account and they've got to make a payment. I mean, this is, this is a true scam. You know, you can look up any scam that's currently <laughs> right. going around and say, Hey, mom and dad, did you hear about this? Yeah. They tried to get me. I just want you to be aware of it. You know, and then you start, you know, every now and then you'll send them emails with articles about scams. And then you start talking to them about other issues. Hey, I read this article about, you You know, the importance of having a will or having a trust. I read this article about this. Like, you can do it that way. Share articles with them. And And actually,
0: speaking of articles, Cameron, don't you? I mean, if you don't know anything about money... Don't you need to read some articles? I mean, to even know what question to ask your parents. I mean, you need to know, what, like, what documents do they need to have?
1: Certainly. I mean, in my book, I explain all of this. Like, I walk you through all the questions that you should ask. Go buy this all book, the documents.
0: Documents. <laughs> Yeah. See, see, see how I soaked up for softball right there? Yeah. your time.
1: Certainly, but Wait, I mean... Actually,
0: it, say the name of your book again, just in case. It's
1: Mom and Dad, We Need to Talk, How to Have Essential Conversations with Your Parents About Their Finances. And it's written so that... Even if you don't have any knowledge about personal finance, it's going to walk you through cool. all the steps that you need to take. I try you to know, use very simple language to explain cool. everything.
0: One thing well, I, I got to tell – oh, go ahead, yeah. Aaron. Go ahead. I want to hear your story. Well, I
2: was going to say I, I got to imagine from the parent's perspective. If a parent has more than one child, from their perspective, they've, they've got to. They don't want to play favorites. So it's going to be difficult, difficult for them to bring up finances with either all of them or or one of them. or So I, it kind of puts it in the children's ballpark,
0: I guess. Huh? I was kind of hoping my parents would play favorites. But <laughs> as it turns out, they liked my sister Sue as much as they liked me. I, I, I was kind of disappointed in that. But, you know, that's the way it went.
3: So, and I think, well, you know, I it's think- important – Oh, I I I have, I have four siblings, so there are five of us. Um, but we are fortunate in that we have, we have good working, like we have good relationships. So we have a good idea of, you know, where things are going, what things are doing. And, and, you know, because of all of these experiences and me going to my parents and saying, Hey, look at this book, let's have some talks. Um, and we didn't necessarily have to sit down and have all five of us siblings in the room. But the fact that they talked to me about it, it got them thinking, and they're like, okay, well, let's talk to everybody else as well. Let's bring in, you know, Will, the lawyer, let's, let's, you know, start bringing people in. And so we didn't have to have a big family meeting about it, but, you know, all of us knew, okay, Miranda got this bull rolling, and now we're all having different conversations about our parents, and we can come back and compare notes and make sure we're all on the same page and figure this stuff out. And so... um, and and i think one of the great things is is that it's once again broken down this taboo in our entire family, um, about talking about money and being, you know, open about talking about money and being willing to talk about this stuff so that like, you know, it, it got my sister thinking about, okay, um, you know, what happens, what happens? Like I'm a single mom now, uh, ugly divorce. Like what, what do we need to do for guardianship for the kids? Uh, what do we need to do for, like, it got us talking about all of this stuff. My, uh, brother and he's <laughs> my brother, the lawyer has five kids. And so he was just like, you know, Uh, I do wills all the time. I'm going to help everybody with their wills and we're going to figure out where does everybody's kids and where does everybody's dogs go? Because everybody's got dogs except for me. And so, uh, so just figuring all that stuff out and really starting these conversations. I'll I'll take one. I like dogs. I know, right? Starting these conversations (laughs) in our family in general that go just beyond with our parents, but with each other and making sure, okay, are we all covered? Are we all figuring this out?
0: Yeah, you know, my sister and I got closer uh, as my parents aged, because of not just because of conversations like this. We were, certainly weren't enemies before. But, you know, it does, because this is a common thing that we're going to have to work on. It's not something that might happen. It's something that's going to happen. And, you know, for those people listening out there or watching, I'll tell you something, too. You know what's going to happen? Whatever it is you don't expect. <laughs> Let me tell you. When my dad was much not much older, but, you know, five or six years older than my mom. Um, not in great health he was you know in his my mom was 79 when she died but she was perfect great sense of humor drove the car I mean everything my dad was half blind had been in and out of the hospital and so we we're talking about where's mom going to live right guess what mom died 5 years before dad we didn't even begin to see that coming and so what that, my point is you know consider all options because something's going to surprise you. I mean, look what happened to Cameron. You know, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Your dad was only 61. Mm-hmm. I mean, the things can happen. And so, you know, get, being prepared as far in advance as possible is a good idea. And considering all up, op- you know, considering all options, is also a good idea.
1: And I always tell people, these conversations seem awkward, but the consequences of not having them are really much worse. I mean, imagine you, you know, mom develops Alzheimer's disease and, You know, everyone's afraid to say anything. No one wants to get involved. Oh, she's having memory loss. And so everyone just kind of delays the conversation. And now it's at a point where mom really is no longer competent enough to manage her finances on her own. It's obvious she can't take care of herself. But guess what? Mom has not named a power of attorney. That means... The kids have no legal right to access her bank account to pay her bills. They have no right to talk to her credit card companies. They have no right to talk to the insurance companies to, you know, negotiate, you know, payments and that sort of thing. You have no right if you have not been named power of attorney. The bank is not going to let you sign checks for mom and then... You have to go through the court system, and that can cost you thousands and thousands of dollars. It can take several months. They're going to do background checks to see if you are suitable for managing your mom's finances. And they're going to humiliate your mom too, right? Yeah, you're putting her on trial. She's incompetent. Oh yeah, you have to get doctors in to prove that she's no longer competent. And then from that point on, if you are named conservator, you have to file a report every year with the court detailing how you manage mom's money. If you're power of attorney. You don't have to do that. You get the power to go in and make financial decisions and transactions, transactions for your parent. You know, and, and, and in the meantime, you know, mom is needs to go into a nursing home, but you can't afford to pay it because you can't get access to her bank account. And you're having to pay for it out of your own pocket. I interviewed a man from my book who went through this. He spent $10,000 going through the legal process to be named conservator and $25,000 out of pocket paying for his dad's care until he could get access to his dad's bank account. you know. So this isn't an expense that's going to fall on you if you don't have these conversations. If mom and dad die without a will and there are a lot of kids... There will be fighting in court over who gets what if there is no will. And you think everyone gets along, but once money comes into play, you know, like Stacey was saying, what am I getting (laughs) mom and dad? Well, people are like, well, I really think mom wanted me to have more. No, dad wanted me to have more and fights erupt and it's expensive. And so by having these conversations, you avoid the awkwardness of not being prepared and you avoid what could potentially be a very huge impact on your finances. You know, look, can I tell you something?
0: We're, we're going to wrap it up pretty quickly here, but I have to ask them. I don't have kids. I do, however, have a younger wife. And I do have a—she's she's a nurse practitioner, so she, I have a healthcare power attorney. Um, but when I, when I approach her—so this is basically like a parent approaching a child, I guess. Uh, my wife's 42. Uh, anyway, and I approach her and I say, you need to learn about this stuff because I have a bunch of stocks. You know, I, I've, been, I've been in the financial business for a long time. And I'm like, you need to learn about this because I drop dead. What what are you going to do? And she's like, Oh come on, I'm like, she doesn't want to deal with it. She doesn't want to take care because you know it's just. First of all, she doesn't want me to be dead, and secondly, she doesn't want to. She doesn't want to understand the stuff. I take care of it. She takes care of health. I take care of money. And so, how do what What if the parent approaches the child, and the child says, Ah, you you know you're your dad. You can take care of it. I don't want to deal with it. It's too complicated. Bunch of paperwork. What if the situation is reversed? What do you do then?
1: I think. What does the parent do? The parents puts everything in writing, really. And if your parents don't want to talk to you, ask them to put it in writing. Then they get to maintain control. You, Stacey, put it all in writing. Put all those account passwords and usernames in writing. Instructions for everything. Have a document and tell your spouse. For those who are older, tell your children how to access it and under what circumstances they can access it. Tell everyone where the legal documents are and how to find them. Create a guide. Hold
2: on to those passwords if you want
1: yeah. to. Yeah, um, create that I, death yeah, book. I was going to say, how about a death
3: book? <laughs> Put no, it in writing.
0: I don't want to do that.
1: Put it in when writing. I'm, when
0: I'm 80, maybe.
1: <laughs> no, do it. You never know. But you never know what could happen. You, Any of us could get in a car accident the next day. And if we don't have family members who know how to deal with what we leave behind, it's just going to make it that much harder for them because you're while right. they're grieving, they have to figure everything out. And it's it's, it's difficult. I knew everything about my mom's finances when she died, but it was still hard settling all the accounts. It was still something I didn't want to have yeah. to deal with. I just can only imagine how hard it would have been if I knew nothing about her finances.
0: Yeah, you're right. I mean, I did the same thing. I was the executor for my dad's estate and you know, it was easy for me. Because of what he had done in advance. And by the way, my dad did not die. I mean, it, it was sudden. I mean, it, he was older, but, you know, it wasn't like there was some l- long lingering illness. He, he went in for a minor procedure and didn't come out. You know, so it was a good thing I had that information because it was something I, you know, had I put it off, it might being an executor would have been way, way more difficult. Exactly. Well, I'm, after this podcast is over, I'm going to write my own eulogy at least. So that when somebody stands up, they can say, like, Stacy was such an awesome guy. We're all going to miss him so much. I'm gonna, I'll get that part done today.
2: It's
3: a good yeah, idea. I don't have to write anything. Get, get that obituary <laughs> squared away.
0: <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. So any, any last thoughts? Aaron, are you ready to talk to your parents about this? Uh, no. <laughs> I can tell you're not. <laughs> I, I can see the skepticism in your face. But your parents are, your parents are relatively young and healthy. We're hoping. Look at him. hmm
2: Relative. You're gonna to have to do this. No, I know. I should. I should have the talk. I should have the talk.
3: Yeah. Well, it's never but easy. Seemed- but I-, <laughs> I was gonna say, but I think what Cameron said earlier about like making it about them. How do we like manage your wishes? What do you want to have yeah, happen? That's a good point. And making it less about like what's on my bank account that you're going to give me? And more about like, what are your wishes? What do you need from me to like help you if a weird thing happens? And just just be like, you know what, or
0: even Miranda, even if a weird thing doesn't happen, like, okay, how about saying this? You know, my bills get paid by themselves because I have, you know, automatic withdrawal from my checking account to pay this bill and that bill. Do you guys do that? Spend a lot more time in the garden, less time at the office. I mean, at your desk, let me show you how to do that. It's real simple. You know, just little things like that to make their lives easier. I'm sorry I cut you off. What else are you going to say? Nothing. <laughs>
1: I mean, I, I, I agree. Offering help, offering assistance. Hey, um, you want me to help you check your credit reports just to make sure there haven't been any fraudulent yeah. accounts? Open in your name. Do you want me to help you set up some free credit monitoring? Help you set up those automatic payments? Offer assistance. Just get start getting them comfortable with the idea of talking about money matters and you don't want to sit down and grill them for hours no one wants to do that this is a series of conversations and you want to keep those lines of communication open and i know even if you think your parents are healthy and relatively young i mean my mom was healthy a healthy 65 year old when she was diagnosed with alzheimer's disease i mean that hit me out of the blue i didn't expect that i didn't expect my dad to die at 61 of a heart attack that that really shook me too you just—you never know what's gonna—you never know what's gonna happen. I'm
0: 66, and you're not making me feel. I'm very sorry. I'm sorry.
1: Right <laughs> I'm sorry. But I mean, it's, it's just—you're you, right, though. You just—you never know what's gonna happen, and if you know, I always say, you know, plan for the worst, but hope for the best. And if you don't have a plan, then it's gonna suck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: That is true. Well, you've been so helpful, Cameron. I don't know if Aaron is, is, is about to make this phone call or not. He looks like he's not, but <laughs> nonetheless, you've certainly helped everyone else who's listening, I think. I'm glad that you women had everything taken care of. Oh, Aaron's showing us his phone. Oh, he's about to get on the phone. <laughs> I don't believe it. Uh, but anyway, we are, we are going to have to go ahead and close it out. If anyone has any last thoughts, now's the time to give them. Otherwise, we're out of here. Okay. I'm afraid we are out of time, guys, but we're never out of topic. Dig a little deeper. You're going to find links to lots more info in our show notes. And remember, if your goal is to make more, to spend less, to retire rich, your online home is moneytalksnews.com. And don't forget to check out Miranda's online home as well. That is Miranda Marquit, M-A-R-Q-U-I-T.com. And, of course, you want to visit Cameron Huddleston at her website. That is camerahuddleston.com. If you've got a question, comment, or topic you'd like to suggest, please tell us about it. Email us at hello at moneytalksnews.com that's hello at moneytalksnews.com and one last thing if you like what we do do something for us subscribe to this podcast takes you two seconds really helps us out though so if you like us show us and subscribe and tell your friends too i'm stacy johnson
3: and i'm miranda marquette
2: and uh, i haven't even had the birds and the bees conversation yet so i (laughs) want to do
1: this (laughs) and i'm cameron huddleston Thanks again, Cameron, for hanging
0: out with us. And the rest of you, too. We're going to see you right here next time.